0: Let's do this. The Cup of Hockey podcast by the faithful, and for the fateful. I'm David Staples of the Edmonton Journal. And I'm here tonight with Bruce McCurdy <laughs> Habers.
1: Hey, David. How are you doing tonight? I'm um, well. Home start the, to the new season.
0: Not the home opener we were hoping for. Not entirely unexpected. I mean, the Oilers have been um, dining out on the most positive press clippings in the world for the past month or two, mm-hmm. and you know everyone's predicting to win the cup, and they have a good team. But tonight was not their night. Tonight was uh, tonight was a brain fart of a game in One every possible another. way for the Edmonton mm-hmm. Oilers. Ter- terrible defensive breakdowns. So it was an interesting game, Brisson. that the – what were the shots on net in the game? Do you know?
1: Uh, 33-27 for Vancouver. Okay. They were 19 all at even strength, but uh, five goals to zero for Vancouver at even strength. <clears throat> and on the power play, Vancouver had 14 shots and Edmonton just seven. And uh, uh, Vancouver did have more power plays. but
0: So the shots are close in our – according to our grade A scoring chances – Mm -hmm. And some of this was score effects. The Vancouver had 16 and the Oilers had 15 with each team having six, um, of the very best chances, (sighs) despite that closeness in shots and in grade a shots, um, this wasn't a close game and Vancouver, they just seemed to really want this game, Bruce. They came out flying and the Oilers came out kind of, um, they tried to match Vancouver's energy for a while. But they just started to have major breakdown after major breakdown. And we'll quickly get to this. All right, Bruce, this is our um, customary two good things, two bad things and two numbers podcast. But because it was like a wretched game, hopefully one of the most wretched games we'll witness this year. um, We'll go with two bad things each. But to start it off, we shall start it off each with a good thing. What is your good thing, Bruce?
1: Well, I like to play a Warren Fogle in this game. And he, you know, he came out hustling hard and, and skating, hitting, and creating chances. And, uh, I thought, you know, he was half decent and half decent Sean on the Oilers tonight. But it was, uh, him and his, him and his line mates, uh, Ryan McLeod and, uh, Dylan hallway uh, were they're going to be an exciting line to watch. I, I suspect unfortunately they're going to be a very frustrating line to watch because they're going to create a million chances and they're basically going to miss all of them. That's my takeaway. And you know, there's just no finisher among the three of them and that showed a couple times tonight. And you know they're big fast, hungry players, like there's going to be lots lots to enjoy. Uh, anyway, Fogel, I thought, was uh, uh, one guy that just came out and gave a consistent effort for 60 minutes, even drew a penalty there at the end of the game with a good hustle play, and uh, he was uh, the least worst.
0: <laughs> well, he had two grade-A shots on net, and one mm-hmm. of them was just a off the face-off there, um, mm-hmm. kind of a scramble play. Man, he that was so close to scoring. He caught Demko unawares, but Dem- Demko was able to get a piece of the puck, something that Jack Campbell and Stuart Skinner were not able to get a, on a lot of shots, is a piece of that puck. And, um, yeah, Demko had a pretty good game um, as well. But I agree. I like that line, Bruce. I thought it was their best line, um, which isn't saying a whole heck of a lot. Uh, but nonetheless, it was their their best line. We can hope that Dylan Holloway is not injured, but we'll get to that in a moment. My good thing, Bruce, is the obvious thing. I mean, it was uh, Leon Drysaddle's goal. <coughs> it is always a thing of beauty to see the executioner shot, and um, you know, basic McDavid to Drysettle and and again, it just it's it's always amazing that he's just right down there. Right, you know, near the corner, near the goal line, and able to fire that puck in. It must be so impossible, so difficult for the goalie um, to stop that kind of shot because you're just you're just not expecting that kind of accuracy and velocity from that spot from a player you do not see and cannot see because your eyes are fixated on the area in front of you. You just you know he's there somewhere, but before you locate him or the shot coming at you, it's in the net. And um, it is the, the the single greatest weapon right now in the NHL, and um, fantastic to see that execution at least once in this game. In a game which was uh, again the Oilers, um, their their defensive effort was was abysmal. True. So let, let's just get to it. Um, what's your first bad thing?
1: Well. I saw not much that I enjoyed on the defensive side of the puck tonight but standing out for me was a, was a wretched performance by Evan Bouchard in his first game as Edmonton's number 1 right defenseman and I I don't know man I mean He just didn't seem to be engaged in the game. Like He was soft on the puck. He was soft away from the puck. I I hate using that word, but I don't know what other word to use. He was whiffing uh, the puck when he was trying to make plays or coughing it up. And, you know, officially no giveaways somehow, no giveaways. Uh, I guess they gave takeaways to the guys that took it off him then. Uh, he did get an assist on a was kind of a rope pass on the on the power play. That was a McDavid and Dreisaitl goal. And uh, I just thought very poor defensively and very cavalier with the puck. And minus three, <clears throat> took a penalty, was sitting in the box for a fourth goal where, you know, he uh, grabbed a guy's stick rather than, you know, make a hard play on the puck. He didn't and wound up, you know, being in a disadvantageous position and grabbing the guy's stick. And I just thought a pretty lame effort. And at the same time, I'm kind of thinking, well, you could probably be singling out a whole bunch of guys in this game, and maybe it's unfair to single out one guy. I mean, my first thought was to say the whole Edmonton defense was uh, was uh, poor, but you wouldn't let me do that one. So I will, I will uh, hang will you- some goat horns on Evan Bouchard as one of more than one.
0: Uh, yeah, you can say they're all poor. It's just like we got to break. You know, we got to. Right. When you got four bad things, you got to break it down a little bit more. You got to. You got to share the oh, pain. I, w- I
1: would have had a longer list, is all, because <laughs> yeah, other I'll... guys made other mistakes <laughs> yeah. and uh, and holy moly! I think who on
0: that first goal against? Like <sighs> soft, he was in the corner, battling for the puck, and he just loses the puck battle,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and then McDavid is late,
1: slow getting um, in there,
0: slow getting in there. Bat poor read by McDavid. Pass out, and Nurse is s- slow, screening the goalie on, and boom, it's 2 nothing. To me, that was the key moment in the game. And Bouchard start- starts off the sequence of pain with a really lame uh, loss. And then he on the eighth goal, he caps mm-hmm. off everything. You know, Nurse makes a bad pinch. McLeod's battling, at least, to get back into the play to cover for Nurse. But, but Bouchard is just... <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't that, if that wasn't the eight-one goal, if that had been a significant goal, that was totally unacceptable defensive posture and um, uh, aggression from Evan Bouchard covering the goal scorer on that play, because you just let up, you just l- lost the battle essentially, totally, and, and let the guy in to score a goal. It was pathetic. So not Evan Bouchard's best game. Bruce, um, I'm going to single out um, Brett Kulak who I thought was quite out of sorts this game. Um, He was skating okay, but he was out of position a lot. And that includes the first goal of the game, which was a great play by Ellis Peterson. Um, He gets the puck, and Philip Broberg goes to him, and he he just immediately lobs the puck over Bouchard, (coughs) which is a tough play for for Broberg. He he lobs the puck over Broberg uh, towards the net. Tough play for Broberg to stop. Kulak though um, lost his man and if you just take the man if you're on the man maybe you can avoid that goal against and he was a little bit out of play that was that i didn't really blame t- too much either defenseman i mean we we marked them down as making mistakes both of those guys that was more a great and kind of lucky play um a lob pass a bouncing puck and deposited in the net so but it was the third goal against that uh, let me just make sure that's correct. One, two, three. Yeah, it's the third goal against that I really didn't like um, Kulak. And the it's kind of a weird play because the order the Canucks are breaking fast and the orders end. <coughs> and Kulak just gets out of position essentially. Now maybe he maybe he moves out of position because McDavid's kind of taking his spot, but really he he just got to he's the defenseman get back in your p- defensive position. Instead, he kind of gets trapped in the middle of the ice during this whole play where there's a, a outside shot on net, a rebound, and then um, the puck gets put in. But Kulak is just he, through the whole play; he's in the red light zone, which is wandering around, covering no one, covering no passing lane, and he's out of the play. So this was a mental error on his part. He's just got to bear down and get in the game. And he was caught up ice on it a bit. Just can't happen. And because of that, the orders are down then 3 nothing, And really, um, you know, they did come back last year when they were down 3 nothing, But that doesn't happen that often. So I didn't think it was his best game. Of course, he's been injured this is his first game, so there is for for him at this least.
1: a while, yeah.
0: <laughs> first, you know, you expect him to be rusty, and he was rusty. I mean, the whole team uh, they they kind of cruise through preseason, not playing the veterans a lot, not playing the whole team a lot, playing a lot of other players. And I think that they paid for that a little bit tonight. Kind of a um, uh, fairly complacent approach to preseason, I'll put it that way. And that complacency kind of infected their game to some some degree tonight. They just weren't they weren't sharp, and uh, Kulak was part of the problem. Your second bad thing, Bruce.
1: Yeah, uh, well, what I fear might be an injury to Dylan Holloway, who had a fairly strong game of his own in terms of uh, of hustle and effort and and, uh, and making things happen. He took a bad penalty in the offensive zone, which cost a goal. So. He wasn't listed as my good thing for that reason, Uh, but his hustle was uh, uh, turned against him on a third period penalty kill, trailing seven to one. He made a play to block a shot, and then he made it what I consider a hero play to block another shot, slap shot from outside, and he did the old street hockey glove save and a beauty took it right in the palm of his hand, if I saw my screen correctly. And I'm very concerned that he left the ice and he did not return last 10 minutes of the third period. And uh, the last thing the Oilers and their 19 man roster need is another injury. And this, I mean, credit him for, for the effort, uh, but self-preservation is a thing and he needs to learn it. Cause that would be a costly loss to the team that can't afford to be, losing guys and it's just you know if you need a glove save on a slap shot that's what the Goldie is for you know
0: yeah i and it's <laughs> what poor dylan holloway i mean his yeah, history I feel with bad for him, but but uh, Bruce, i don't i'm gonna it's a bad, thing. About, it's a
1: bad I'm, thing i'm not gonna blame him i'm just gonna say it's a bad thing if he got hurt in that bloody game
0: all right we agree there <laughs> i i think i don't think he meant to block it with his hand i think he was actually had his hand hidden. And then he just twisted around and it hits his hand.
1: I've had this happen.
0: I've had this happen in hockey where you you do like, man, I'm playing, I'm playing like rec hockey. I don't want to block the puck at all. I am a defenseman. I'm, I'm never looking to block the puck, but you know, five, six, seven, eight times a year, I end up blocking a puck and I regret it every time, especially if it hits my hand. And sometimes it just does, like the puck just hits your head. It's hot, like the, it's, it moves fast and you're in the way. And I think that's what happened to him where he, yeah, he was going for the block. So, so there is that. And maybe you could say, well, don't try to block a shot late in the game where you're down seven to one, uh, which is a fair, fair enough point. But um, he's also trying to, you know, lift the team, you know, build for the next game, show that he's willing to commit, show that he's willing to sacrifice, and so he, there's a whole lot of reasons why he's trying to do that, which I understand all of them. And um, I just think it was just bad, super bad luck on his part. And sometimes it happens in in hockey. So hopefully he's
1: okay. Yeah, hopefully. Because they're in a bad way with a tight roster. <coughs> and, sure are. You know. Yeah. So anyways, it's, uh, it's, it's just frustrating. And it's, you know, uh, like I say, it's a bad thing whether, you know, However it it happened to see a guy going down the tunnel in a 7-1 game.
0: That is a bad thing. Sucks. Yeah, that's the last thing you want to see. That's what I was hoping. Like, can we just get out of this game without an injury was my thought heading into the third period. Um, (coughs) And it didn't happen. Bruce, my bad thing is screening the goalie. (sighs) I mean, uh, okay, on the first goal, second goal, um, we've already mentioned that Nurse came out and he was late to the shooter Besser. He was kind of the least responsible player, except that he completely screened Campbell on the play. Like Campbell didn't see the shot um, because Nurse's Nurse screened him. And that's a tough play. And then on the uh, power play, <coughs> Nurse just, I can't remember who shot it from outside. I think it might have been Petterson, um, Elias Petterson. And, and um, Besser was there also screening. But Nurse just totally screened um, Stuart Skinner on that play. And it was a total eclipse of the sunscreen. Like there's just no way for the goalie to see it. And then Deharney.
1: Well, Besser also screened him. He was Besser right side.
0: And then Deharney on the seventh goal, again on the power play. Um, Deharney did a heck of a job screening Skinner. Might you know a save might have mm-hmm. been nice on the play, but I don't think. Again, it's really hard for the goalie. You, you know, you get a six seven guy mm-hmm. who's two hundred and thirty pounds uh, in front of you, screening you. You just not a lot of the times you're not gonna make that save. So you either gotta block the shot or get out of the way. And <coughs> Deharney Harney and, and nurse on those two um power play goals didn't either. And and that was part of the problem uh with the orders tonight. Bruce, your numero, your number.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go with eight to one, David. And <laughs> okay. That was the score of this game. Uh this was the for the worst loss for the Oilers in the Connor McDavid era and they lost last time they lost was 8-1 same score 8 to 1 at New York Islanders on February 7th 2016 in uh, McDavid's rookie season and was, this was right after he came back from his clavicle injury and this was a poor team that missed the playoffs by uh, quite some distance and wound up in fact they had a uh, they fell from second to fourth in the draft lottery, and they, and they, you know, they were just a nascent sort of turning it around. They would just gotten McDavid, Drayson, they were all new, and they had a poor game in New York and lost eight to one. And that is the worst score since then, like eight seasons later, that they've uh, they, they've been beaten so soundly as a seven goal loss, and to do it on the season opener in, in a season where we're talking about what a great offense they have, how they're working on their defensive game, how they got, uh, you know, uh, uh, Stanley Cup favorites. I kept hearing that all week. And what the hell happened? I mean, honestly, it was it shouldn't have been an 8-1 to one game, but they were the second team by a very wide margin in this game. And embarrassing is one word I would use for that performance. And hopefully motivating. Because if, if uh, they don't show up Saturday night with a whole heck of a lot better effort than that, then I'm officially going to be concerned two games into the season so bad was game one that, uh, you know, if they don't come out of the shoot on Saturday night with a burr up their ass, something's wrong. Simple as that. They'll be playing the same team and they'll have plenty of reason to be motivated to take it to them. And- <coughs> Tonight hear, yeah. it was silly penalties and when they, what was time to take it to him was lay the lumber on the back of their legs or cross check you know how about playing a little more physically and playing like like you wanted to win the puck and then like you wanted to keep the puck once you got it
0: yeah <laughs> my number bruce is minus 3 connor mcdavid was a minus 3 on goals plus minus mm-hmm. and it was kind of earned he um Certainly on the second goal against, he was just late to his player, late to his check, and allowed that pass out. And it was a key play in the game.
1: All game winner.
0: We are counting on McDavid to be like plus 40, plus 50 this year. To have a great season as a two-way player. And um, he just didn't have that tonight. He, um, he was not particularly uh, strong at even strength. And, um, you know, he 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 made the uh, one... Uh, Major mistake on a, um, he made three, we, we tagged him actually with um, three uh, major mistakes on uh, grade A shots at even strength, and he only made uh, three contributions to grade A shots. So usually, uh, you know, with grade A shots at even strength. Oh, right. Okay. okay. So usually, <laughs> excuse me, McDavid is, um, you know, uh, plus two grade A shots per game overall in this game he was even so for for him this was a poor game and and uh you know, he's not alone i'm just saying nope. expectations are high for him they should be yep, yep. He, he is the best player in the league the top paid player in the league is he not and um, uh
1: mckinnon is now oh, by
0: mckinnon is now
1: oh
0: there you go million. anyway i usually don't bring up how much money they make because no, but <laughs> But, but it
1: hits, is an expectation of what, what the players expect to contribute as yeah. a share of the team.
0: They got to shut it down on defense, and they didn't come close oh. tonight. They did not come close. Defense last year was a shambles, it was a mess, especially in the playoffs. They've got to get on this. They've got to mm-hmm. figure this out, and they've got to do it fast. They've got to start playing mm-hmm. some shutdown defense. And, um, Tonight, a combination of factors, including some weird goals against. I mean,
1: mm-hmm.
0: one goal gets kicked in off a shin pad. And oh. the first goal is kind of this amazing, like, you know, weird lob goal and batted out of the air, Great like pass. tough play, yeah. tough play. But there was also just some defensive breakdowns. And McDavid was on the ice for the for the second and the third goal against, um, where there was major defensive breakdowns. So, um, not his best game. Yeah.
1: Well, the elephant in the room here is the absence, continuing absence of Matthias Eckholm, yeah. who has missed now all of the preseason, and he missed the first game of the season. He was brought in to settle down the defense, which he did, and yeah. now they're without him again, and they look as unsettled down as almost as possible. Yeah, and Kulak... Man, that's a poor defensive effort tonight.
0: Kulak, who had played so well at the end of last year, kind of, you know, he was that weak way. start of the season last season, and tonight he was not the player that we saw at the end of last season. I thought actually CeCe was looked better to me than he had looked last year. He looked like he was moving a little bit better, so that was encouraging, but other than that, there was not much to be encouraged by under, with the defensive play of this team. Bruce, should we just uh, leave it there and you'll get after the game grades? Yeah. I don't
1: know yeah. About that. Uh, they're going to have to be a whole lot better than that. They've set the bar as low as basically you could possibly set it in the first game of the season. Uh, Easily the worst season opener in franchise history. I have not gone through the list, but I'm pretty sure there won't be any 8-1s to anywhere within it. Uh, uh, You know, it's the worst loss in eight seasons. First game of the season. Like, hello. So, this is a – anyway, it's – the good news is that if this doesn't get their attention – Well, the good news is that this should get their attention, and we need to see a way better top-to-bottom performance from the goalies, the defence, the forwards, the penalty kill, the power play, um, you know, the coaches. There was really nothing in that department that Vancouver weren't clearly superior in this game.
0: Indeed. Bruce, thanks for talking tonight.
1: Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone.
0: (laughs) And in the meantime, and in between times, this has been another edition of the Cult of Hockey podcast.